Okay, so the first segment of today's show, we're going to talk once again about the Alex DeBrinkett silly season trade scenario and whether or not the New Jersey Devils should pursue him, mainly due to his height, because a lot of you brought that into consideration when you reacted to yesterday's episode. And we're also going to talk about Marc-Andre Fleury a bit more because my buddy Neil from Devil State of Mind Podcast asked an interesting question on Twitter, and I want to make it a full segment on today's show. We have a lot to discuss today. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Wait, wait, where am I pointing my finger? There, oh, no, I'm, I'll get it right someday, guys. But if you're watching on YouTube, you'll understand what I was trying to do. But anyway, let's talk more silly season. We'll talk about Marc-Andre Fleury and him possibly joining the New Jersey Devils because my buddy Neil from Devil State of Mind podcast put out an interesting poll, and I want to give my answer as to the question that he was asking in regards to the flower potentially signing a one-year deal with the New Jersey Devils organization. But first, I want to do a follow-up from yesterday's episode. So if you missed yesterday's episode, I talked about the possibility of the New Jersey Devils trading away the second overall pick for Alex DeBrinkett from the Chicago Blackhawks organization because it seems like the Blackhawks uh, are trying to go into a rebuild. Obviously, they need to get back into the first round of the draft in order to do so and just kick their rebuild into uh, full gear and just keep moving forward. But due to the Seth Jones trade last year, they lost their first round draft pick this year to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And also uh, due to the Minnesota Wild falling to the St. Louis Blues in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs, they don't receive any conditional first picks due to that Marc-Andre Fleury trade. So anyway, uh, Alex DeBrinkett could possibly be uh, one foot out the door with the Chicago Blackhawks organization. I said in yesterday's episode that the thing with uh, Alex DeBrinkett is that he's a very good player, and I would love to have him on the Devils organization. But the thing is, he is not worth trading the second overall pick, and I think a lot of you agreed with me in that uh, respective. But my overall reasoning was just that I feel as though he just has more room to grow and develop, and I just feel as though it's a bit of a wild card and a bit of a risk to be trading a second overall pick for the services of uh, DeBrinkett because, once again, you know, he is undersized. You do need to take that in consideration. He's 24 years of age, but he's not on the same level as someone like Matthew Kachuk because one of the things I said in yesterday's episode is that Matthew Kachuk took his game to another level. Like he got a hundred plus points and uh, hypothetically speaking, if he was to play with the New Jersey Devils organization, he would be the first player to reach a hundred points in Devils franchise history. Patrick Elias has never done that. Taylor Hall has never done that. And Jack Hughes is our only hope to possibly eclipse 100 points for the first time in Devils franchise history. So anyway, digressing a little bit, I asked you guys in yesterday's episode towards the end of it, leave your comments down below or hit me up on Twitter and just try to uh, give me some of your concerns in regards to Alex DeBrinkett, something that I forgot to discuss in yesterday's episode. So I read a lot of you guys' comments and you said the one issue that you have with Alex DeBrinkett is his size because he, dan- he does uh, stand five foot seven. And I get your concerns, but 
here's one of the reasons why I didn't bring it up in yesterday's episode. The reason why I didn't really talk about Alex DeBrincat's size as a factor as to why I wouldn't want him with the New Jersey Devils organization is just because I really don't think it makes that much of a difference. Because here's the thing, guys. I don't think a lot of you are aware of this, of how big the New Jersey Devils actually are. So according to Elite Prospects, the New Jersey Devils, in terms of average height on the team, rank number eight in the entire NHL. So their average player is six foot two. And then in terms of overall weight, they, they're actually in the top 10 once again, right below the San Jose Sharks. They just dropped one spot in that category to the number nine position. The average weight of, of an average player on the New Jersey Devils is 201. So the thing about the New Jersey Devils and Tom Fitzgerald and Lindy Ruff have made this a point of emphasis, which is just to get more uh, size uh, in amongst the New Jersey Devils organization, excuse me, right there. But uh, so, you know, that's why we trade for Jonas Siegenthaler. That's why we got Ryan Graves. Dougie Hamilton also plays a big factor in that regards. And also, you do, you do need to take into consideration that maybe Fabian Zetterlin could make the opening night roster. I talked about it a couple episodes ago. He was able to impress towards the end of the New Jersey Devils' regular season. So could Zetterlin make the roster? One of the X factors I said for Zetterlin is that he adds more size to our forwards. And going back to DeBrinkett and his overall size, it's not really a concern for me because we had the same concerns for Jack Hughes going into his rookie year. So yeah, Jack Hughes coming into the NHL, he was scrawny, he was small, he still is scrawny and small, but still he was able, I'll, I'll get to where I'm going with this momentarily, but anyway, uh, going into Jack Hughes' rookie year, small, scrawny, he got moved off the puck real easily. He said that his idol was Patrick Kane, another pretty relatively small player in the NHL, but was able to dominate just due to the fact that Patrick Kane is just probably one of the greatest American players to ever play the game. If not, he is the greatest. So, you know, it, it, it's no secret as to why Jack Hughes idolized Patrick Kane because they kind of have like similar disadvantages, which is, you know, their size uh, gets people to overlook them a little bit, but they're able to go out there on the sheet of ice and dominate. And Jack Hughes was able to do that uh, coming into his sophomore year because uh, remember what I just said moments ago, the main concern for Jack Hughes was his overall weight and it was his size because after his rookie year he got moved off the puck real easily but going into sophomore year he was able to gain a little bit more weight and he was able to have a much more effective season during his sophomore year campaign so I think the same could be said for Alex DeBrincat, which is you know I get that he's five foot seven and I get that could be a bit of a liability for the New Jersey Devils but if we were to hypothetically trade for him I don't think that's really my main concern. My main concern is like, how did we get him here in the first place? And, you know, if it involves a second overall pick, I just think that's a little too risky. I just don't think he's the type of player that I have in mind when it comes to maybe trading away the second overall pick. So that's my overall mentality with um, Alex DeBrincat and his overall size. And let's just say hypothetically, he does get traded over to the Devils organization. You know, you have a couple of uh, players that you can uh, match him with on either the first or second line to just try to quote unquote hide his struggles of being so short, which is, you know, you could put him alongside with Nico Heischer. I said that Heischer can uh, realistically maybe win a Selkie uh, sometime down the line of, in his career, because I feel so Nico Heischer is one of the best two-way players on our roster. Then, you know, you look at someone like Jesper Bratt, you know, Jesper Bratt, uh, his offense does most of the talking, but the one thing I want to say about Bratt is that I think his defense is starting to come along a little bit more. It's not the greatest, 
but he's improving. And I think that's the main thing I want you guys to take away from the whole thing about Jesper Bratt and his uh, season this year, which is like, you know, yes, his defense doesn't really get talked about and he has struggled with it for a few years, but I think he's starting to improve in that regards. And he's also a big winger who gives defensive some problems. So my overall thing is like, you can put to bring Kent uh, on the same line as either Nico Heischer or, you know, um, or, or maybe put him alongside Jesper Bratt. I don't know how that would work in that regards because, you know, Heischer and Bratt play on the same line. And then, you know, but I talked about how you can't put Bratt and Hughes on the same line because then Heischer doesn't really have much help. But I, I think the only plausible circumstance I see Debrinkat uh, sliding into the devil's rotation and just hiding his disadvantage of being five foot seven is putting him alongside with Nico Heischer, a good two-way player. And then Heischer also has someone to rely on to, you know, help uh, bump his points totals up a little bit more because that's something I've been talking about the last few episodes, which is one of the reasons why Nico Heischer didn't really uh, dominate in the in the first few months of the season was just because he didn't really have much help on the second line. But then you put Brat with Hughes, and that's a match made in heaven. And then you give uh, uh, Heischer some help on his second line. So overall, I, I think DeBrincat could slide in really well with the New Jersey Devils organization if we were to hypothetically trade for him. So I really don't think his size would be all that of a concern in my eyes. But I get why you guys are you know, a little worried in that regards. And, you know, you guys were saying, like, we don't need any more small players. But the, the fact of the matter is, guys, the New Jersey Devils are one of the biggest teams in the NHL. I literally just told you, in terms of average height, they rank eighth in the entire NHL. And then for average weight, they rank number nine. So, you know, the size is there for the New Jersey Devils. And I don't think that's a major concern when we're trying to pursue someone like Debrinkat in that regard. So that's my overall takeaway for the whole Alex Debrinkat uh, trade scenario, which is like, I would love him to come and play with the New Jersey Devils organization. He's just not worth the second overall pick. So the first segment of the show was sort of a follow-up from yesterday. And now we're going to talk more about Andre Fleury in a second. However, it's time for the first library this morning. And I got my handy dandy built bars with me. The, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. So here's the thing with Built Bars. So I love brownies, but you know what I love more? I love brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter and just while making the brownies. Imagine if you're uh, if you're able to lick the brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. You're in luck because Built has a new creation, and this one is better than ever. The brownie batter puff, you heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now on Built.com. Have you ever tried uh, Built Puffs yet? If you're not... Uh, then you really need to get out and try some. Puffs are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. That's right, delicious-flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate with 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and 7, and 7 grams of sugar. Brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. Built Bar puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. You heard me right. So you can eat something healthy, and it's good at the same time. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting about you eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. Yes, David, this is real. Go to built.com. Go to brownie batter puffs right now. Promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so let's talk some more silly season. This time, let's talk about Marc-Andre Fleury and his overall situation because now he's an unrestricted free agent and the New Jersey Devils are in need of some goalie help. So I've been talking a lot about the Fords and how the New Jersey Devils need a little more depth in that regards. But now let's talk more about Marc-Andre Fleury and could he possibly help the New Jersey Devils organization. So uh, courtesy of Devil State of Mind podcast, uh, my buddy Neil put out a poll on Twitter uh, a few days ago and he said, just curious because I want to know what you guys think. 
Will you take Mark Andre Fleury on a one-year deal to be the 1A or 1B with Blackwood next season? 63% of you said yes. 36% of you said no. So two-thirds of you would say you would want Mark Andre Fleury on the New Jersey Devils roster. Now, here's my overall response to Neil from Devil State of Mind. I would love Mark Andre Fleury on this team. I think he would be a big help. I've talked about it in a previous uh, silly season episode before in which I feel as though with his experience and his overall capability and he's sort of like a, a glass of wine, he seems to get better with age and I think he could still be effective with, with any team he decides to play on and he has the experience, he has the tools, he has the criteria, he has the knowledge and I can describe them all day but overall when you look at Marc-Andre Fleury, he's a three-time Stanley Cup champion, he's a multi-time all-star, he's a Jennings Trophy winner and to uh, add the cherry on top, top, he won the Vesna Trophy just last season in 2021. So Marc-Andre Fleury would definitely be a huge gift for the New Jersey Devils and Here's my thing of how he could potentially help Mackenzie Blackwood in that regards, because the thing with Mackenzie Blackwood, and I've talked on it on the show before, but Mackenzie Blackwood's career is kind of heading down the same path as Corey Schneider, as in we rely on him too much. He's injury prone, and it doesn't seem like he seems to get better as the years progress. Now, we have hope for Mackenzie Blackwood, but ultimately we're not doing him any favors, and this season should have been a huge focal point for the New Jersey Devils, which is we cannot continue to overwork Mackenzie Blackwood and expect good results. It's not going to happen. And we already experienced that firsthand with Corey Schneider. And look where Corey Schneider is now. Well, you know, he got his first NHL win in a few years against the New Jersey Devils, but that's a story for uh, a never, never of a time. I don't want to discuss that. But anyway, uh, when, when talking about Corey Schneider, Corey Schneider's career, we saw how that turned out. We traded the ninth overall pick for his services. And uh, it was just an, an up and down roller coaster experience with someone like Corey Schneider on the roster. And we're kind of experiencing the same thing with Mackenzie Blackwood. However, I have not lost hope in Mackenzie Blackwood. I feel as though he could still be very effective. But the thing that Mackenzie Blackwood really needs, and I get that some of you probably don't care in this regards, but Mackenzie Blackwood needs a mentor. He needs someone there to have his back. He needs someone to just provide those overall tools for him. So way he can still be effective so the thing about uh why i was so excited when we got Corey crawford is because Corey crawford is a past stanley cup champion he has years of experience um he played with the chicago blackhawks organization and he could realistically run for mayor of chicago and i think he would have a legitimate chance of winning so you know he was well liked out there but i love that Corey crawford had the experience especially being a stanley cup champion and maybe he can pass down some of his tools and knowledge to Mackenzie Blackwood because I think at that point in his career before he abruptly retired, Corey Schneider was, or not Corey Schneider, Corey Crawford, excuse me, was willing to just take a back seat to Mackenzie Blackwood and just, you know, try to help him in any way that he can so that way Mackenzie Blackwood can just, you know, uh, light that torch a little brighter to lead the New Jersey Devils to the promised land because one of the biggest issues that the New Jersey Devils have been having the couple of years is that they really don't have any consistent goaltending. And it was the same issue last year because Mackenzie Blackwood had to deal with COVID protocol like crazy. And then we had to rely on like Scott Wedgwood. We had to rely on Aaron Dell. We had to rely on uh, a lot of goalies this year. We, we had like a series of musical chairs. We had like seven different goalies, if I recall correctly. So overall, it's just like Mackenzie Blackwood just doesn't have that backbone of a support to just, you know, uh, have uh, trust in the New Jersey Devils organization. And it's quite possible that he's getting frustrated with their organization because here's the thing that I've talked about with Neil from Devil's State of Mind, which is Mackenzie Blackwood uh, switched agents midseason. That's never a good sign. 
that usually means you have one foot out the door. Now, I really hope that's not the case. We're going to have to see how the offseason progresses. But I think the last hope for the New Jersey Devils to do with Mackenzie Blackwood, just to convince him not to get frustrated or not to demand a trade or not to just, like, leave the New Jersey Devils when his contract is up, is that they need to give him a solidified backup goalie. And it can't just be anyone. It can't just be like a Scott Wedgwood. It can't be someone just like a John Gillies, Andrew Hammond, whatever the case might be. It cannot be a, a goalie that you just roll the dice on and you hope that they succeed. It has to be a solidified former All-Star, former Vesna Trophy winner, former Stanley Cup champion. I don't care what the case is. You need to give Mackenzie Blackwood that support if you want him to succeed. Because right now, I believe his confidence is an, at an all-time low. He has faced COVID last year. He's faced injury. He's faced scrutiny for not getting vaccinated. He has gone through so much, and yet it just seems like the New Jersey Devils don't really care in that regards. Now, I get it's hard to adapt during the course of the season, but you really got to take any drastic measures. So in regards to Marc-Andre Fleury, could he possibly sign a one-year deal with the New Jersey Devils? Definitely, probably not. But at the same time, I would love to have him on the roster because, or someone of his essence, just because uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, just like I said, he's a multi-time All-Star. He's a three-time Stanley Cup champion. He's won the Vezina Trophy just recently. I know he was talking about retiring a couple years ago, but at the same time, I just feel as though he can be that one or someone like him to just lead Mackenzie Blackwood into the right state of mind and just, you know, just try to lead him forward because I think that's what Mackenzie Blackwood needs at this point in his career. So once again, um, the thing about Marc-Andre Fleury is that he has the experience, and I'm sure he'd be willing to take a back seat to Mackenzie Blackwood. But at the same time, if Mackenzie Blackwood is unable to uh, perform or if he's unable to go in net, I would have the utmost faith in Marc-Andre Fleury. I don't care about his age. I don't care where his mindset is at in terms of retiring. I have faith in the flower to just try to uh, give the New Jersey Devils some wins. And I get that he's 37 years of age and he's fast approaching 38 because he'll uh, be turning 38 later this year. But my overall thing for uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is that I believe that he can definitely be that type of person to just help out Mackenzie Blackwood because one of the things I've been talking about uh, during the course of this episode is that Mackenzie Blackwood needs a mentor. He needs a leader. He just needs someone to rely on. And when going back to Jonathan Bernier, I don't think Jonathan Bernier was all that bad of a, of a gift for New Jersey Devils. I thought that was a pretty decent pickup because the thing about Jonathan Bernier is that, you know, he's been in the league for a while. He's been a starter. He's been a backup. He's he won the Stanley Cup uh, finals. Uh, we don't need to discuss against which team. But uh, Jonathan Bernier definitely can provide that overall knowledge for Mackenzie Blackwood. And it was so disappointing that he got hurt so early in the season and he wasn't able to continue with us. So my overall thing is like, you know, it doesn't have to be someone like Marc-Andre Fleury. It doesn't have to, you know, be a top-notch player with a huge track history. It could be someone like Jonathan Bernier, someone you don't really think of because if you recall, Jonathan Bernier, he was kind of struggling a bit with the Detroit Red Wings, but you do need to uh, take this into consideration. The Detroit Red Wings had one of the worst defensive schemes in the entire NHL, and, you know, their record shows it. You know, I get it. We don't really have any room to talk, but just putting that out there a little bit. So Jonathan Bernier, I felt as though was a diamond in the rough, and he was definitely the right person to try to help out Mackenzie Blackwood. And Jonathan Bernier is still that person who, you know, can go in net and I could still, you know, count on him to get a win. Whereas for Andrew Hammond or John Gillies or Akira Schmidt, whatever the case might be, even Nico Dawes at times, if one of those guys were to go out in net and back up for Mackenzie Blackwood, I would just say flip a coin and three times out of four, uh, it's most likely going to be a devil's loss.
so that's my overall mindset with the New Jersey Devils in terms of being uh, searchful for a goalie, which is I think, you know, you can aim for the stars. You could try to get someone like Marc-Andre Fleury. I think the overall um, question for uh, Marc-Andre Fleury is like, where's his mindset at? Could it be another Corey Crawford situation? And if it is, then there's really no harm, no foul. You sign him to a one-year deal. He decides, you know what? I don't want to do this. I want to retire. It was a one-year deal. It wasn't, it, it's no harm, no foul. I get it doesn't put us into a favorable position, but at the same time, you know, you, you do take that into consideration as well. So Marc-Andre Fleury possibly joined the New Jersey Devils. I already did a silly season episode on that before. And I feel as though he could definitely provide a lot for the New Jersey Devils in that regards. But how can you convince him to join the Devils organization, you might be asking? Well, here's the thing uh, for any free agent. You just got to say that they're that final piece to try to, you know, get us uh, over the hump. Because one of the issues that the New Jersey Devils had last year was depth at Ford, consistency on the defensive side of things, and poor goaltending. So the thing for defense, I feel as though the New Jersey Devils are kind of handling that well. We'll get uh, Dougie Hamilton back, hopefully for full-time this year and not deal with a serious injury. And then as for someone like, um, you know, on, on the forward pairings for the New Jersey Devils, you know, we just need a one or two consistent scores who can get us like 40 plus points. So that way it takes the burden off the shoulders of our baby big three. And then for goalies, you got Mackenzie Blackwood. I haven't lost hope in him. I still think he can provide, but we really got to help him out because this isn't just a Mackenzie Blackwood issue. This is an organization issue. So if you approach Marc-Andre Fleury and his team, yes, they laugh at you. But at the same time, all you have to say is we need decent goaltending. And if we had that decent goal, like, you know, the dark horse in the playoffs, because here's the thing about Marc-Andre Fleury. He's won three Stanley Cup championships. He's won a Vesna trophy. He's done so much in his career. Do you really think he's like looking like who's the best team out there? Who's the contender? I think Marc-Andre Fleury at this point in his career wants to go somewhere where he'll feel welcomed and he will feel wanted. That's my overall thing with Marc-Andre Fleury. If he, if he was like a, a zero-time Stanley Cup champion, I'm sure he would be like saying like, look, I'm looking for contenders. I'm trying to win one cup and then I'm out of the league forever. I'm retiring. I think that's what Marc-Andre Fleury would do if he had never won a Stanley Cup championship. But the fact that the man has won three of them and he's also a Vesna Trophy winner, a multi-time All-Star, what more does he need to achieve? Quite honestly. So it's like if you're the New Jersey Devils organization, if you're Tom Fitzgerald, I don't think it's I don't think you're crazy for pursuing someone like Marc-Andre Fleury, even if it's for a one year deal, because Marc-Andre Fleury, that tutelage, that knowledge, that experience could go a long way in just a year span. And I feel as though the New Jersey Devils should definitely 100 percent capitalize on that when they're given the opportunity. So going back to Neil's overall uh, question on Twitter, I voted yes. I would want Marc-Andre Fleury, even if it's for a year, even if it's not a permanent uh, solution situation, whatever the case might be. I feel as though that Marc-Andre Fleury could definitely be the guy for the New Jersey Devils. But let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Would you want Marc-Andre Fleury to join the team? Are you still concerned about Alex DeBrinkett and his overall size if he was hypothetically traded to the Devils organization? If you're listening on a podcast streaming service, please hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4, or the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.